Hi, on this week's Comic Syllabus Podcast, a chat with co-host Kid about some stuff we've been reading, um, Aru Shah and The End of Time, uh, and Avengers Assembly, the kids' book series. Um, we got some comics and comics-related books for young readers. Um, this is the Comic Syllabus, where we read widely and dig deep, and this week, um, co-host Kid, my daughter, and I uh, chop it up on some recent reads. So thanks for joining us. Let's dig deep. All right. Hey. Hey. This is the Comic Syllabus podcast. You are co-host Kid. I don't know why I did an ambulance. <laughs> I was going to do an air horn, but it... <laughs> an ambulance it, works. <laughs> Trying to do an ambulance. <laughs> uh, you are co-host Kid. <laughs> Yes. I, I am co-host Dad. We are here to talk about a few comics, including the brand new... You say the title. Book? No, because you said <laughs> brand new, and I don't know what the brand new... Arusha and the End of Time. Then you see... Book. Oh, the brand new book. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut all this out. No, we won't cut it out. We're here today to talk about the brand new... Arusha and the End of Time, graphic novel, book. <laughs> Which is um, uh, written, the original, by Roshani Chakshi, adapted by Joe Karamanya, and illustrated by Anu Chohan, which, and published by Disney Hyperion. Yes? Disney Hyperion. Yes. yes. So tell us about this graphic novel, Co-host Kid. From whence does it originate? Um, it's from a book series, Arusha, mm -hmm. or actually it's called Pandava. Mm -hmm. um, the series is called the pa Pandava series, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And? And it's about this girl. Her name is Aru, and she, at the beginning of book one, she lights a lamp. Mm -hmm. on like a dare kind of mm -hmm. and she lives in a museum she lives in a museum or above a museum with her mom yeah okay and on a dare she lights a lamp which is a supposedly a... cursed lamp uh -huh. which turns out to be an actually cursed lamp uh -huh. I see. so okay. she gets plunged into this world of adventures and mythology and stuff mm-hmm yeah and uh for further background the Arusha series, or the Pandva series, as you as you pointed out, is a series of five books written for middle grade or young adult readers that um, Roshani Chukchi has written. It is part of the Rick Riordan Presents line of books, and Rick Riordan is the author, of course, of those books that you are a huge fan of, your Percy Jackson's, your, um, what are they called? What's that other series called? Kane Chronicles? Yeah, Kane Chronicles. They, no, the middle one. What's the middle one uh, called? Heroes of the Olympus. Heroes of Olympus. Yep. So Rick Riordan Presents books are fun. We've seen, we've read a whole bunch of them. You and Mom read um, Sal and Gabby, and Santiago, and then this one is Arusha. And the Rick Riordan books were all sort of about like, what were they? Like um, regular teens who turn out to be the children of gods. Basically, yeah. And this is still that kind of story, right? Yeah. Well, there's a whole thing about reincarnation, but yeah, tell, we'll let tell you get us about to that. It. Well, we'll get to that, right? So, and in this case, we're talking more about—is are these Hindi 
gods and goddesses? Do you, is that the religious I'm background not of sure. these stories? Maybe. Okay, th- well, definitely from India, you know, yes. and thereabouts. Um, and uh, yeah, and and so this is the first. This is the graphic novel adaptation of the first book in the uh, in the five book mm-hmm. uh, Pandava series, which you've read three of. Yeah. Yeah, um, and it's kind of exciting that. As you just as you were getting into the book, we got the graphic novel. It was actually how did you start getting? Because we've checked these out from the library before, but this is their first time really getting into the series. How did that start? Well, mostly because of the graphic novel. Oh, and is that right? Yeah. Well, I finished um, rereading wings of fire i'm sure i've talked about it on this podcast many times before but um i finished reading book 15 which just came out Mm -hmm. and i was looking for something else to read and i irisha the graphic novel came out Mm -hmm. and i was like hmm this is pretty cool Mm. i remember i tried it before and i was kind of just like meh Mm. but i tried reading it this time and it was pretty good it's just a little bit confusing Mm. at the beginning, because mm-hmm. it's a very different, like, kind of type of world. Yeah, yeah. A different mythology or a different belief system, right? And mm-hmm. different kind of um, ways that the magical or the spiritual work and all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So, but, um, so what happens is Aru lights the, the lamp. Mm-hmm. And then, or the dia. Oh, uh, it's called a dia. Now I've read this just last night. We read it together, some parts, and I read it some parts by myself. And I have to say, I feel the same way that you just said. I was pretty confused, and I could tell the quality of the story was exciting enough that if if I reread it, I could get into it a lot because just all the layers of you know the story. But I, I found that the beginning of it had a lot of like exposition, right? About who the Pandavas are, you know, where they come from, how does this magical thing work or that mystical thing work. And I hadn't gotten to know um, Aru or the other characters super well. And so I was having a hard time tracking it. And it was also sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> it's... It is a little easier to um, keep track of it when you're reading the physical, not mm. physical. I mm-hmm. keep thinking physical, it's but. A metaphysical book. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, what, Just kidding. What? <laughs> no. Metaphysical would mean like the spiritual book, you know? <laughs> when you're reading the ghost version of the book, no. I mean the prose book. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, it's easier to keep track of in the prose book, huh? Yeah, a little mm. bit. Huh. Why is that? Um, I think it's because. They just get into it more, uh, and there is like these little jokes that they skip over in the graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Because I think graphic novel is mostly serves two purposes: mm-hmm. when you've already read it, mm-hmm. and you, and then you read that like mostly for the visuals mm-hmm. of the characters, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're a fan of the series, right. or to start with it, mm-hmm. and uh, then it has to be like just exciting enough that you want to read the rest of it but mm. yeah well i guess we should say you you did like this graphic novel a lot right mm-hmm. and you're super into the series right now i liked the art a ton yeah of this, of this i really comic. liked the art 
and um, the person who does the adaptation from the novel to the graphic novel in terms of, I guess, writing and maybe, you know, I don't know how much uh, Joe Caramagna is like also planning the, the book or, you know, scripting mm-hmm. it or so on. I feel like it's a challenge because if this story were told first as a comic, mm-hmm. I feel like they would have saved a lot of the exposition for later. Mm-hmm. But in staying true to the book, they present all of it at the beginning, kind of because you have to. Yeah. But to me, it it's, um, as a graphic novel, uh, a little heavy at the beginning to get through all that. And it was a little hard for me to get into the story because I was, I, I think my expectations when I read comics, for better or for worse, is less like processing information and more like diving into the characters and the action. Mm-hmm. And so I was finding myself um, growing impatient with my own inability to process this much information before diving too far into the action. Does that make sense? Yeah. Which, you know, is not a critique. I think, I think it, you know, absolutely works in a book, in a, in a novel form. I just wonder if you were not adapting this novel in the order of, of how it's written in the novel and yeah. you were adap- making it a graphic novel, you might have saved some of the, that um, exposition for later. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You have an opinion yeah. about that? Um, yeah, I, I also think um, a lot of what they do in graphic novel adaptations mm. is cut some scenes mm. and some mm. and some just talking back and forth with each other. Right. Because there's actually a lot of scenes in the book, in the later books too, where they're just walking and talking with each other. Uh-huh. And um, in this book, I noticed that normally, like especially the conversation with Aru and Minnie, like the longest one is two pages and then they get uh, on with the action right because when you're watching when you're looking at a comic book mm-hmm. and and they still show their relationship but they show it with action yes because when you're watching looking at a comic book mm-hmm. and it's just the same panels of the of two people talking to each other right. and becoming friends right. is really good but like if it was if you were writing it as a graphic novel, you would probably have to find some other way to igno- to acknowledge their friendship. Right, right, right. And and you know the visuals are really good; they're exciting visuals. Mm-hmm. So I think you know you save a lot of the stuff that's done in prose with just like, oh, the way two characters look at each other, you know, or the style of their design or something like that. And in mm-hmm. that in that sense, it's done really well. Like it doesn't. We're only here on page seven, and already have a pretty good sense of what Aru is like just based on this interaction with. Her mom and these um, so-called friends or classmates who are not that cool, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, not very nice to her, you know. And then we meet the um, a, a Subla, which is what, is what is Subla's name for short? In short, boo. oh yeah, Boo, the bird who uh, kind of takes them along. It was initially their guide into the the mission, right? Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, we skipped over a, a little bit of that. So let's uh, let's dig deeper into the plot, Aru. Um, lights the candle and finds out something about herself and then meets, as you mentioned before, Minnie, right? Mm-hmm. You want to tell us what the, uh, a little bit more uh, deep in, into the plot, we, we won't be giving too much away, just kind of the general um, kind of story it is, eh? All right, so when she uh, lights the lamp, she, um, there's this big like shadows and scary and then she realizes that everyone is frozen. Mm. And 
fault of other kids who were telling her to show us your you can't your lamp and her mom right they're all frozen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. except for her and mm-hmm. boo subla mm-hmm. pigeon the pigeon who is like her guide and she mm-hmm. finds out she's a pandava mm-hmm. um which is a reincarnation of like these uh demigods mm-hmm. and so she goes and meets minnie who is Another Pandava. Mm-hmm. I forgot. Does Minnie just show up? Uh, well, they go through a portal. Oh yeah. And then Minnie Is comes there? in. She's yeah. adorable. She's adorable. So Minnie She's and so <laughs> Minnie and Aru are the main kind of adventurers. They're both Pandavas, right? Both sort of reincarnations of these demigods, right? Mm-hmm. And then you kind of follow these two main characters. You said something interesting that the co- the covers of the original Arushan novels are really cool. The the art on the covers of these mm-hmm. novels are really cool, but that they don't show Minnie in those covers until the like the fourth book or something. Fifth book. Wow. Like they don't show her face. Like mm-hmm. I've I'm trying to compare like graphic novel Minnie mm-hmm. to cover Minnie, mm-hmm. but I realize she's not on any of the covers well hmm. her face isn't on any of the covers except for book five hmm. well maybe this is a good time to talk about the design because it's the design of Minnie and the design of aru that really kind of um take up the most space in this in this uh, comic right i like this art i would say you know actually what i want to compare it to is the other rick reardon novel adaptations the other Rick Reardon this isn't a Rick Reardon novel but you know it's the Rick yeah. Reardon presents because they're all similar in that they have sort of like teens encountering gods and magic mm-hmm. and then kind of a journey or an adventure that they go on right mm-hmm. and so I'm thinking of the um I forgot the name of the artist but the Robert Penditti adapted um Percy Jackson series and then there was later on uh, uh Nate Powell adapted a lot of uh-huh. them and those were okay. I liked the Nate Powell more. But this is my favorite among all of that, these adaptations in terms of what the art does. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say? Would Definitely. You say the same? Yeah. Because it's really easy to understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, for a graphic novel adaptation. Mm-hmm. And I really like, and it's really simple mm-hmm. art mm-hmm. that really gets all all these expressions across uh-huh. with just a couple of lines mm-hmm. and um, I also like the closeness I think it's probably because the um, colorist is the same as the artist mm-hmm. um, so because the art you don't really see you can see the lines but they're like colored lines mm-hmm. and the colors just work really well with the drawings yeah the and I feel like the colorist, um, and it the art style, like um, like I was talking about a couple of scenes, they have like sparkles mm-hmm. or like different color backgrounds, mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel like overly exaggerated or like cheesy, mm-hmm. but it just fits with the style. Yeah, it's like really we're, cute. we're looking at a panel right now where they're outside at night. Um, 
uh, Mini and Aru. So it's mostly the background is blue, like a deep blue, like mm -hmm. outside at night. But there's one panel that's focusing on and on Minnie introducing herself, and she's got those sparkles, and suddenly it's like a light purple background, pinkish, <laughs> pinkish yeah. background. The color palette and some of the art style reminds me a little bit of um, Nidhi Chanani's Pashmina. Oh yeah, a yeah. Little bit. Can you see that a little bit? And it's just more of like an animated style. The characters are are like cute, but not over cute you know not, not yeah. like trying too hard to be cute they're, they're still very expressive and um yeah and uh, lots of great lots of great art mm -hmm. i like the way that the you know various like like um god figures and you know magical stuff are rendered as well there's a lot of use of like almost like a rainbow spectrum of colors to yeah. represent stuff like we're looking at right now yeah so i i like this art a lot yeah um, another character that we haven't really talked about much mm -hmm. is Boo, Subua. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um, they're a pigeon guide slash friend. Mm -hmm. um, I really like the design for Boo mm -hmm. because I feel like it's very like almost cartoony mm -hmm. or and almost human mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. But it's also he's also clearly like a pigeon. Yeah, it's like a pigeon that you might see animated and designed for like a Disney cartoon. Yeah, right. Yeah, very super expressive with like human like facial features and stuff like that. But um, but clearly a cartoon pigeon. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, wow. Like here we have like Vin uh, In Indra. What was it? Indra. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And these different um, and Vayu, Lord of the Winds, and they're sort of like this like living statue um, appearance and mm -hmm. um. I, so what happens is that um, to go a little further in the plot, they have to go in order to unfreeze or to make sure that people all over the world don't freeze. They kind of have to go on a quest. And um, mm -hmm. uh, do you want do you want to say more about what what is the kind of the driving uh, mission that they have? Well, um, they're trying to stop the bad guy, the who are freed from the lamp. Mm. The sleeper, who mm -hmm. is basically gonna awaken the Lord of Destruction, mm. and the Lord of Destruction is gonna end time forever, and oh, yeah. that's why it's called the end of time. Ah, yeah, pretty bad stuff. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty bad. Yep. But you don't want that to happen. Yeah. I mean, you know, mm. there's there's better and worse things that can threaten a story. The end of time sounds uh, a little worse than like messing up your like ruining the. Um. Like, <laughs> oh, I accidentally got slime on the carpet. Yeah, yeah, that's bad, but no, not as bad as, say, the end the of time. The end of time. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the villain, we won't spoil anything about them, but they look uh, pretty dastardly, but uh, winds, it winds up there being some interesting backstory. And you also have read the next two books, so you know that there's more ahead. We meet the other Pandavas and, yep. and stuff like that. So a whole big world. And I guess that's a, one of the cool things about these graphic novels that they're adapting from these w successful YA series is you just know there's a bigger story and you know it's there. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. when you start a, a comic and they, you know, they start introducing this big wide world, you could, it, it could be a little bit like, huh, is this gonna go anywhere? Is this worth like paying attention to, you know? Mm -hmm. But knowing that even if they don't make many more of the comics, which I, I can't imagine, I think this is a pretty good bet <laughs> to do well. 
you know, to be successful. But even if they don't make any more of the comics, you can always read the books mm -hmm. and, and enter into the world itself. So you've been enjoying book three, I mean, book two and book three of uh, Arusha? Yep. Um, what are the titles of them? Do you do you have them? Uh, no, know? but I remember. Okay, oh, off uh, the top of your head. All right. <laughs> book one is The End of Time, Arusha and The End of Time. Mm -hmm. um, all the book titles start with Arusha. Okay. Um, number two is Arusha and the Song of Death. Mm. Number three is Arusha and the Tree of Wishes. Okay. Number four is Arusha and the City. Okay. And number five is Arusha and the Nectar of Immortality. Mm. All right. Yeah, so you're going to have a good time reading all those. And then, um, just like with Wings of Fire, as these graphic novels come out, I'm sure we'll be picking them up. Yep. Uh, what else is there to say? Do, what's your review? How many uh, thumbs? do you have I no only have two. <laughs> five stars um yeah five stars out of ten that's pretty that's pretty harsh i don't know what you're talking <laughs> about Dad. five stars out of five yeah highly recommend uh you have wa turned many of your friends into wings of fire fans do you think yet that you'll be as much of an evangelist for the arusha series well, I mean, Wings of Fire is, like, my favorite series, but yes, I do plan on trying to get some of my friends to read you it. You already are. You are talking to your buddy um, earlier this week. You said, yeah. you should get this from the library. Oh, you can't, because I checked them all out. <laughs> 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 all right, well, Osha, the end of time graphic novel, um, based on the novel by Roshani Chakshi, adapted by Joro Karamanya, illustrated by Anu Chohan, lettering by Steph Perenins. From Disney Hyperion. Enjoy. Enjoy. All right, after the break, Avengers Assembly. Is that what it's called? <laughs> okay, and we're back. And we're, we're back. And we're going to talk about Avengers Assembly. Um, two books in the series so far. And these are Marvel. Third one coming soon. Third one coming soon. These are sort of Marvel. Um, I don't know what these are. are they, they're, they're books. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> they're novels, but they're written in, uh, like, some of the pages are comics. It's uh, some comics, some, like, diaries. Blog it, posts. Yeah. Cha uh, text message threads. It's a lot like um, Last Kids on Earth mm -hmm. or... Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Or Ben Braver. Yeah. Book series kind for of. kids where... Where things are um, not written just in straight prose. It'll be like some comic strips, some artifacts, some memos. <laughs> Who writes memos? Some like documents, you know, and it tells the story through all those things. Some journal, a lot of journals and little blog posts and stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So super fun. Uh, I definitely written for kids and very accessible for kids, right? Uh, and we've read both of these books in the series with the third one on the way. We're excited to read that when it comes out. The first one is called Avengers Assembly Orientation. And it features uh, Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, and Doreen Green, Squirrel Girl. Written by Preeti Chibber and illustrated by James Lancet. And the second book is Avengers Assembly The Sinister Substitute also written by uh, Preeti Chibber and drawn by James Lancet and featuring the same cast. It's kind of a continuation. Yep. And so we have the two of three books in this series. The first one came out in 2020, 
I don't know why I said it that way. 2020. <laughs> the second one came out last uh, year. And then the third one is coming in September. September. And that one is called Exchange Students 101. X. Exchange. X. And we see a little Wolverine on the cover. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking we're going to get X. some mutants. X. Exchange. X. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, we've described the book a little bit. Um, what did you think? Um, I thought it was really good. It was funny and fun and clever. And it's a little bit of a, there's a, like a fun school element to it, a slightly mystery element to mm -hmm. it. Uh, obviously a superhero element. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Well, the plot of the story is basically Kamala is, um recruited to join an Avengers Academy, or no, it's called the Avengers Institute, run by her hero, Captain Marvel, and uh, some others, who else? Uh, Quicksilver is also mm -hmm. a, a assistant principal. Yeah, uh, teachers include uh, Ant-Man and uh, She-Hulk, she right? And Lockjaw. <laughs> Lockjaw, right, right. And classmates include uh, new friends, uh, Miles Morales and Squirrel Girl, and uh, these are definitely some of your favorite Marvel characters because a lot of the cool new comics that have been created and they're super fun for kids to read. You've read them all. You know, you've read yeah. a lot of Mar Miss Marvel. You've read a lot of Squirrel Girl. I guess I would ask you this. The way that stories told, it retells a lot of, you know, their origins or, I mean, not, not, not too much, right? Um, but it, it sort of tells the, about them first meeting each other and, and becoming friends. But if you hadn't read those characters in the comics, do you think you would have gotten into this book as much? Or do you think you would have understood what was going on if you didn't have the past familiarity with these characters? I think so. I think they're pretty good at explaining it. Mm -hmm. So, um, but it does help that I know the characters. Mm -hmm. It does, yeah. It's pretty good. It's it's very true to the characters uh, and what they're like, right? Mm. Um, just picking out a sample page, and this is from chapter four. Here's a note that says, just on a strip, on this little slip of paper. Are you ready for today? Yeah, I can do this. I can totally do this. Look, they sent me a list of the classes yesterday. Check it out. And so you can kind of hear um, a very familiar, like Kamala's self-motivating, you know, yeah. <laughs> kind of a attitude. Her voice to it. Yeah, her, her voice for sure. And then the class schedule is like, Monday, intro to being a hero with Hank McCoy. Yeah, <laughs> with Beast. Tuesday, rights and wrongs in between with Professor Jennifer Walters, Esquire. She's She-Hulk, of course. And, uh, and then there's a whole class schedule, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you said there's an element of a mystery, right? Do you remember the mystery uh, what, that drives the plot sort of of the... Well, it's there's a big competition coming up, mm -hmm. and it's not really uh, the second one is more of a mystery, but mm, right. it, there are mysterious elements to it because there are these kids who might not be following the rules, great. shall we say? <laughs> right. This Avengers Institute seemed to have recruited a number of heroes, such as. Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur and America Chavez and Wasp, but also some maybe more unsavory origins. Max Frankenstein, Kid Immortus, Deathlocket, and Kid Apocalypse? Question mark? 
Question mark. <laughs> um, I do like the fact that they didn't limit themselves to, you know, kind of so-called heroes. Like, there's the kids of, uh, you know, like Kid Amortis is, is like Kang the Conqueror's kid, you know, mm-hmm. and and Kid Apocalypse is obviously Apocalypse's kid. <laughs> or is it Apocalypse as a kid? It's a clone. It's a clone of Apocalypse. You know, because they're kids, things, you know? Things are, Marvel is weird. Marvel's weird, yeah. I mean, right now in, in, in the X-Men books, Apocalypse was like kind of one of the X-Men. I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> but anyway, not always such a like a hard line between who's a villain and who's a hero, even mm-hmm. though the villainy kids are maybe acting a little more villainy, but not totally, not totally. Everybody gets a chance, you know, to be themselves and mm-hmm. make choices, and that's kind of fun. Um, but it's always fun when you get to see these characters you love, like Kamala and and Squirrel Girl, you know, become friends and then learn about each other and. Mm-hmm. be totally fun and cool and somewhat insecure but also <laughs> really mm-hmm. really uh really really funny and smart uh yeah so they they just have this big academic decathlon in this book and they have to get themselves together and overcome these trials and it's all told in this very entertaining fun yeah. i like it yeah i like it five stars five stars <laughs> out of ten out of ten <laughs> just kidding <laughs> And now the second one, oh, I guess, so the big difference between the first one and the second one is that the first one is through the, mostly through the point of view of, of, of Kamala, Kamala. (laughs) It's funny because when, before they started having, um, uh, like trailers for the Miss Marvel TV show, I, it was very easy for me to distinguish Kamala Khan and Kamala Harris. But then ever since I was listening to podcasts that were talking about it, and they were all like, oh, it's Kamala Khan, not like Kamala Harris. Now it's all mixed up in my head. Every time before I say one of their names, I have to think about it. Okay, Kamala Kamala Khan, Kamala Harris. (laughs) Okay, so anyway, the first book, more through the point of view of Miss Marvel. The second book is definitely centered on Squirrel Girl, which is super cool. Of yes. course, super fun. And um, I think the art and the illustrations, and I'm not sure, maybe even the design of Lies Pages, every page needs to have its own design because it's a, you know, it's a uh, chat thread on the <laughs> on the cell phone, on the network, network. <laughs> which is another Squirrel Girl pun. Uh, or it's like Doreen's notes in her notebook, has a little bit of a design, and it's, it's all um, super cute, yeah? Mm-hmm. super cute super fun it's um it's done well and actually think i like this kind of art better but it is a little reminiscent of the style of those like diary of a wimpy kid or dave mm-hmm. you know a little bit of the hand drawings not too fancy you know mm-hmm. black and white and gray scale fun style but i think it's i think it's yeah it's pretty fun yeah um it, what, what else do you want to say about uh about either of these books, or maybe the Sinister Substitute, the book two. In- uh, not much. It's a fun thing. I already mentioned that um, that uh, book two is a little bit more of a mystery than book one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but because there are some weird things going on at school, mm-hmm. people 
things out of character and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. People acting weird. Teachers acting weird. I don't know if these teachers are completely on the up and up. Suspicious Mr. Scott Lang. <laughs> They're all acting a little funny. What's going on here? A little funny. A little funny. A little funny. <laughs> but it's a good thing they have each other. And the, 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 <laughs> the kids got each other, right? A little little network of little network of friends. Network. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, whenever I think about uh, Marvel, what made Marvel so fun was that you know Fantastic Four way back when they started in the '60s. It was like superheroes, but it was a family, and they had family squabbles, you know. And then Spider-Man was so awesome because he was a superhero, but he was a teenager, you know, and he had teenager issues, you know. Mm-hmm. And sort of that DNA is totally in this, you know, in a YA middle grade young reader style format and uh Mm -hmm. but it's the whole like oh we're the kids at school and there's kids kid drama and there's yeah maybe our teachers uh, are they for us or are they sneakfully against us you know (laughs) those teachers never so sneakful teachers are very sneakful you never know what they're up to teacher (laughs) so so that's here in the story too i I think I'd like, you know, I don't know what it says about us as, as readers that these books seem to work so well that we like, we'd rather piece together a story from a bunch of like random <laughs> artifacts or um, letters or, you know, we're, we're looking at a map right now of New York City or little um, scripts of, of, you know, transcripts of, uh, of dialogues instead of just straight up you know, paragraphs and paragraphs of prose. Mm-hmm. Um, but this style of storytelling, it's interesting. It's yeah. interesting that it's so popular. Because you do have to make a, a lot of, you know, it's not as direct. They're not explaining things as directly. You have to sort of pick up the story. Um, and in that sense, I think it takes a lot of fun creativity. Um, P.T. Chibber, um used to write for a website uh, book riot and i've heard her on a lot of podcasts and stuff like that and it's fun to see that she's very like she has the enthusiasm of like a really eager fan but also mm-hmm. you know pretty good at putting together a story kind of fun all right avengers assembly all right. i think that assembly. that about covers what we want to say about that anything else you want to talk about that we've been uh, reading or consuming well, thank you so much for visiting the syllabus again, co-host kid. Yep. You'll come back again and tell us more about what you're reading? All right, sure. Okay. All right. See you later. School's out. <laughs>